This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, good morning, Harbor family, and welcome to Harbor at Home. I love these times where we get to engage with one another and with the Lord and grow in our relationship um, as followers of Jesus. This is a a special Sunday, a fifth Sunday of the month. I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving and spent some good time with your friends and family. And now we round the corner into the Christmas season. I love this time of year, Um, the advent of Jesus, the coming of Jesus, as he was sent by the Father on a specific mission. And we have been in this sermon series as a region, amazing, five different counties across the South Florida uh, part of the peninsula, and we've all been preaching on this one topic of being undivided, where we go together. And not only just go together, but go together in mission. And so I want to just spend a little bit of time as we wrap up this series uh, talking about that on this fifth Sunday. And if you look at the the missional or discipleship framework of the kingdom, it looks a little something like this. You've got a seeker who eventually becomes a believer, a believer who moves to becoming a disciple or a learner. Like, I believe, now I just want to learn. I want to grow. I want to understand who God is. I want to learn about this thing called the church. I want to understand the word of God. And then the disciple becomes a disciple maker where they are seeing other seekers become believers and disciples and then ultimately disciple makers themselves. And so this is the mission of the kingdom. This is what Jesus came to this earth. It's why we celebrate Christmas. It's, it's the purpose um, that he had in his life. In fact, he said, my, the reason I was born, the reason I was brought into this creation as God-man, you know, um, God clothed in humanity was to seek and to save that which was lost. And the beautiful thing that I want to just, as I talk to you today, I want you to think about these three realities that God is, is maturing um, in this moment, I believe, and in uh, the life of the Harbor Church is, is three things. Missional individuals. This is us as just people that are on mission. You know, a lot of times we've, I think we've been taught or we've thought that, man, oh, it's just for the church, whatever that means, or for the pastor, because he's getting paid to do this, or, or whatever the case may be. But no, we, we're, we're missional individuals. And as missional individuals gather in smaller groups, we begin to see uh, the beautiful makeup of, of different gifts expressed through different people. I'll mention that a little bit later. But then our groups flow into, by geographical reality into missional communities. Um, What we call them here at the Harbor City Hubs, and we have City Hub larger gatherings. But we're believing God that one day we'll have many, many City Hubs throughout our region, throughout our state, one day maybe the nation, around the world. And we're on mission within those specific City Hub areas, just like the Pompano or Broward County area. It's a primary focus for us right now. But then there's also what we call a missional ecosystem. It's where, you know, like with Church United in South Florida, it's it's a regional effort of not just one 
community of believers, but many communities of believers making up this big C church that we're all a part of. So it's this missional ecosystem. And the bottom line is, and when we begin to see a move of God, is when we become doers of the word and not just hearers only. I want to say that again. We will see a move of God when we become doers of the word and not just hearers only. In fact, let's look into the scripture um, to see what Holy Spirit has to say to us about that very topic. James chapter 1, verse 22, he says this. He says, don't just listen to the word and not respond to it. For this is the essence of self-deception. Now, I know that sounds a little intense, but we'll see what he's, what he's getting at there. So always let his word become like poetry written, catch this, and fulfilled by your life. So it's been written on your heart, it's been written on your mind. But it's not just to stay there, it's actually to come forth through your life in your actions to love other people. He continues in verse 23, he says, If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. In other words, you're, you're coming to know who you really are. Is this one now created in Christ's image? Verse 24, he says, You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin or your divine purpose. You see, Jesus was a light that came down into the darkness. In fact, back in the day of his coming, you know, where he was born in that stable in Bethlehem, it says that the people that lived in that area at the time, they were under a shadow of death. There was such darkness in the area, but he came as a light to the world. And he tells us, hey, I am the light of the, he speaks of himself, I'm the light of the world, but he says, now you are lights of the world. Now, don't let it be hid under a bushel, but let it shine for all of the world to see, for all of the world to know. He says in verse 25, he says, but those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting of the law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear. I mean, this is the thing that I believe God is wanting to grip us even as we enter into this Advent season. Let's become fascinated and respond to the truth of what Jesus came to do, which set us up to go and do the same. As we're strengthened by this, he says that we experience God's blessing in all that we do, in all that we do. He says, verse 26, if someone believes they have a relationship with God but fails to guard guard his words, then his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. So our words should reflect the words of Jesus. Our words should reflect the words of the kingdom. I love this in verse 27. He says, true spirituality is that pure in the eyes of the Father God is to make a difference in the lives of the orphans and the widows and their troubles. Now he mentions those, those ones that are in extreme pain, lostness and brokenness. But everybody really fits that category. But he's saying, hey, this is what it looks like to have true spirituality. 
to not be just in name only, but in word and in deed reflecting the mission of Jesus. Now, at the harbor here, we've tried to explain and encapsulate this vision in what we call true north. That's the direction we're heading, which is transformed people who are transforming culture. As we move from being those seekers of spirituality to believers, we really believe it. And then we not only just believe it, but we want to grow in it. We want to become disciples. And then we don't stop there. We say, listen, we are here to make disciples. Not only just make disciples, but Jesus said, go and make disciples of entire nations. That's amazing to think about that, man, it's not just, wow, I'm seeking. Look what I found. I believe Not only do I believe, but I go deeper and come to greater understanding of this truth that I've discovered. We don't stop there. We're like, man, we are on mission to go and see the lives of many other people change. This is true worship. On the compass that we have on true north, west is worship. And that's where we know God. Worship is knowing God. Worship is not singing songs. Worship is not listening to another message. Worship is knowing God. It's knowing God, knowing that we have access to him. There's intimacy, possibility there. We, we come to understand ourselves out of that intimacy and who we truly are and our identity. And then we go out and we make an impact on the world. We begin to do that as missional individuals. Then collectively we believe in God for as missional communities and then even as a missional ecosystem within our region, our state, our nation. We want to see a divine awakening with a worship movement that's coming to the earth. But the other thing that happens is we begin to serve. This is that southern component of our compass Uh, where we actually start loving people. So worship, knowing God, leads to loving people. And when you love people, you put skin in the game. Again, it's not just talk, it's action. You give of your time now, and your talents and even your financial resources to see seeing other people's lives touched by that which has touched you. The same, the same thing that's apprehended you, you want to see other people encounter the same type of love of God and beautiful experience. And this is where we are serving. We are giving ourselves as servants. And then we begin to engage. This is the eastern part of our compass as, as we're, we're finding our way to true north. Engagement is impacting our worlds where we're receiving from others. We're sharing life together with people that we're running with in this mission. But then we're ultimately, listen to me, giving this thing away. Giving this thing away. So knowing God, loving people, and impacting our world. This is the assignment and the discipleship framework of a believer who is the disciple that is now going to go and make disciples. Now you may be asking, Darren, what is the specific way that I am called, that I am called to impact my world? Well, 
we have a cool acronym that we use, you know, in this compass, finding true north uh, graphic, just to show us, just with an image of what this all means and looks like, called GPS. I'm, I'm sure you heard of it. Everybody right now, I don't, I don't know anybody who has a paper road map in their their car anymore. I remember back in the day when I would be on the road and I'd have to travel from place to place. I literally had a paper road map and I was looking at the streets and trying to figure out where I was. It was it was a nightmare. It was a disaster. But then they came out with this thing called GPS. In fact, the majority of ships, airplanes, cars, everybody um, uses this GPS system where you triangulate off of satellites that are in outer space and you know exactly where you are. You punch in an address and you hit directions. It takes you right to where you're going. That's what I believe God is doing in the church as we're maturing in this modern day. He's giving us GPS strategy, and that is your giftings, your passions, and your story. Just briefly, I want to touch on that because this is very important for us to be undivided, going together on mission as disciples to make disciples you need to begin to understand the giftings of God that you carry. And here's what I want to say straight up, right on the front end. There is no comparison game here in this discovery of one's giftings and looking at other people. Here's why. Your giftings, your specific wiring, your specific personality type which actually affects even the passion that you have for what you want to give yourself to in reaching and touching the lives of other people is unique to you. We don't need a bunch of clones, you know, trying to be somebody else, you know, acting or thinking that someone else's gifts or their passions or what it's all about. No, listen, our, our story that has shaped our lives from the time we were born up till now, the good, the bad, all the experiences in between have fashioned us and who we are. And as we've now come to know God, to love God, as we said in this, this whole framework, loving God, you know, knowing God, loving people, impacting our world, we begin to really understand who we are because we have intimacy with the Father. We're created in His image. So as you get to know Him, you get to know yourself. You get to understand your own identity. You know, and out of that place of the intimacy with him, identity, knowing who you are, you go and you begin to impact the world. So gifts, it's important. I think it's, it's really important. Like I think, you know, taking, you know, different tests to see who you are, how you've been made, I think is great. I think it's, it's, it's insight. It's not defining you. It's not putting you in some box. But it is giving you some insight in who you are. What is your personality type? How are you wired? You know? Your passions, what, what, what makes you come alive? Sometimes people think that if they're going to go do something for God, it needs to be something that makes them miserable. That's not true. Actually, what is your passion? How does your story intertwine with your own redemption? Because I think oftentimes people's stories end up becoming the way that God wants, how they've been redeemed, God will use them to redeem others in that same kind of way. So here's what we're going to do as we wrap this up. Going back to James, I have this question. Why is listening to the word of truth and not respond to it the essence of self-deception? A little clue here. 
little clue is God wants us to understand who we truly are. That is actually the definition of humility. To truly come into an understanding of who you are. And if you're not responding to the word of God, just listening to it, there's no way that you can fully become who you are. So you're actually self-deceived, being locked in that, you know, that, that space of just being stuck. And God wants to get you moving again, responding to what he's speaking to you. To be a, not only just a hearer of a word, but doer of it, so that you can actually come into the essence of who you were always created to be. See, we're all called to make impact. Someone has to hear this. We're all called to make an impact on this world. Second question is, in what way have you been a hearer of the word and not a doer? Maybe just think of one example where you're kind of like, man, in this way, I think I've just been listening, hearing, not really doing. Uh, That's important because the second uh, reason today is uh, a really special Sunday in the life of our community besides being the final Sunday in this Undivided We Go Together series is that it's the fifth Sunday of the month. First Sunday of the month, our groups come together in a larger gathering at City Hubs. We have one in Pompano right now in Broward County. Second Sunday of the month, we gather in our small groups through Harbor at Home. Third Sunday, we come again and gather in a larger gathering at a city hub. And then fourth Sunday, we're back in our groups again with, with that, with that uh, f- fellow missional individuals that, that are coming together, that, that are learners, that want to go deeper, that want to receive from one another, share life together, but then go give it away. But on the fifth Sunday of the month, moving into the new year, this happens several times a year, we actually want to motivate and challenge every believer, every disciple, every disciple maker at the harbor to go and make a difference in the life of some other person. So my third question is based on what Holy Spirit is revealing to you at the moment as it relates to being maybe a hearer of the word in some way and not a doer. What are you going to start actually doing tomorrow to change that? On Tuesday, December 1st, it's Giving Tuesday. This is now a national thing that is, that is recognized in, in the United States of America to, on Tuesday be generous with our lives. Many people give financial donations to nonprofits, um, other charities, churches, whatever the case may be, which is awesome. But I want to challenge you this week to go and find a need and meet it. One thing Wendy and I are doing, just to give you an example, I got a call from a pastor in another city who knew a pastor in another city on the western part of the United States, single mom, just had a baby, and the baby was born with club feet, and the only place that could help remedy um, this medical situation going on with her newborn um, was here in West Palm, actually. 
So we found out about this mom that was here for five weeks. Can you imagine living in a completely foreign city with her child and no place to stay, not, not really any money to buy food and, and take care of the need that she was going to be walking through with her child. And we felt like, hey, we're going to reach out and we're going to be Jesus to this mom and help her in some way. You know, it doesn't have to be um, something exactly like that. It could be going and giving a smile to someone who, you know, just needs a kind person to, to say hello to them, greet them. Maybe there's something going on with one of your neighbors, coworker, family member, who knows? Someone within the harbor, someone that you're, you're aware of that's going through a difficult time. Let's take action to be the hands and feet of Jesus as missional individuals, as a missional community called the Harbor Church, Pompano City Hub, as a missional ecosystem, the Big C Church. Come on, in South Florida, it's going to see an awakening that's already entered into this reality, unlike any other time in our, our region's history. Let's go and make a difference in the life of someone else. Listen, enjoy your conversation. God is up to something big time as we celebrate this Advent season of Jesus coming on mission to be a light in the darkness. And now he's sending us to go be that same reality to the rest of the world. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.